Hey everybody and uh, welcome to Tea Time with Tim. Uh, so this is going to be a first of a series that I'm going to start. So basically, what is this? Well, this is basically going to be me drinking a cup of tea and I just got a, you know, an English breakfast blend of tea with some honey and uh, some lemon because that's what I like in my tea. And we're just going to talk about a few things. So if you don't know what this show is about, typically this show is about leadership principles and just general work and office place type stuff. And I'm trying to keep it light, trying to keep it simple because it's one Friday. So good job making it through the week. If you don't like your job and if you love your job, I'm sorry, we're coming up on a Saturday and Sunday for a weekend and you're going to have to leave it for a little bit. But uh, what, what we're basically going to talk about today are a few principles that I learned uh, when I got my very first job when I was about 15 or 16 years old. And, you know, believe it or not, um, those principles have carried out pretty much my entire career. I've used them um, uh, no matter no matter what position I'm in. There's three key principles that I try to adhere to the most. And if you'd logged into this yesterday and you heard it, somehow it went away from my my desk microphone onto my headphone microphones and the quality was horrible and I didn't like it. So I deleted it, but I did record some of the show yesterday actually on a camera and I'm going to post that over to YouTube. So if you head on over to my YouTube channel, you'll be able to watch that there. Uh, you see me drinking some tea and having a conversation that we had yesterday. But today, uh, what we're going to talk about is my first job. So I'm going to get a cup of uh, my tea. If you got something you're drinking, I don't care what it is. Just go ahead and take a sip with me and we'll we'll move on from there. And for some reason, this Podbean music button ain't working. So I added some music for some background and none of that is working. And uh, it's been about two days. So if Podbean is listening to this, they might want to fix that. Okay, so the the first job I got, I worked at a fast food restaurant or it was called Quick Serve because they weren't fast food because uh, they made everything to order. But uh, I was 15 and a half going on 16, got my very first job, super excited about it. And I worked in the uh, the dining room, taking out the trash, sweeping the floors, mopping the floors, cleaning the bathrooms and making sure that, you know, all the condiments were refilled so everyone who wanted something on their food could get something extra to put on it. So um, I, I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. I worked with a person named Blanca who was from El Salvador. She's a sweet lady. And, you know, I learned Spanish from her while I was there trying to, uh, you know, just get to know my coworkers a little bit. And a couple weeks go by and uh, a guy from the back came up front and he looked at me. He was like, hey, he was like, how much do you really like sweeping the floors and taking on the trash? I'm like, well, that's a good job. You know, I make a minimum wage. You know, what all can I expect as a 15 and 60 year old kid? And he goes, well. He goes, you know, if you know how to do more things, the more money you're going to make. And I was like, oh, yeah, I talked to the manager and he told me that if you 
wait a little bit, do this job for a couple months, he was going to move you up there. And he just kind of said, he goes, no one is going to help you. Nobody is going to say, hey, you're ready to move from taking out the trash to jumping on the, the registers. He goes, so why don't you just ask somebody and take it upon yourself and learn how to do it? He goes, and then the more you know how to do, the more money you're going to make. So I thought about it for a minute. And then I was like, okay. So when it wasn't busy, I went ahead and I was asking my coworkers, I was like, hey, can you show me how to like use the register? Like, how do I punch in the order if somebody's ordering it? How do I, you know, total out the amount and let the customer know how much it is? And then how do I input what they give me and everything else? So after probably about three weeks of 10 to 15 minutes here and there uh, per shift, I got to know the register pretty good. And up until the fact where I would ask people, hey, I was like, do you mind if I hop on your register, interact with a couple customers, see if I can really get this real time? You can just put the food in the bag and then you can just verify that I'm doing the right thing with the money since you're responsible for it. And then we'll call it a day. And so at first they were like, yeah, I'm not quite sure. But then they let me. So then I was like, okay. And I liked it. I was like, okay, this is fun. So then one day I um, went and talked to um, a lot of people when it came down to um, the managers. And I was like, hey, I was like, how can I get, you know, how can I get on the register more and like actually get assigned on the registers? And then the manager's like, well, I got to train you up and you're not ready for it. And I said, well, actually, I've been training on my own and they kind of showed me how to do it. I've taken a couple of orders. Why don't you test this out? We, you know, kind of figure out if you, if I press, you know, if I, uh, you know, pass your test, you can test me on it and then you can put me on the, the registers. So I said, okay. And then, so we, you know, we kind of figured it out for a little bit went back and forth. He, and he told me, he was actually, you know, you, you get this down pretty, pretty packed. There's a couple of things you need to know that people didn't show you. So I have no problem helping you out with that. And then I'll, you know, teach you a little bit. You'll learn in about 20 minutes. And I was pretty excited about it. And then, so he started putting me on the schedule. So I knew how to do the dining room duties, the cleaning and everything else and restocking the condiments and then also now i know how to do the registers which i was and sometimes he was like hey he goes tim you're gonna do both you're gonna be in the dining room and then if you know we get super busy i want you to jump on the registers and i was like okay no problem so i started doing both and then a couple weeks go by and walt was like hey he was like good to see that you're doing both he goes did they did they give you a pay raise and i said no they didn't give me a pay raise. And he goes, well, did you ask? And I thought about it. I was like, I told him, I said, well, wouldn't they just give me more money if they thought I deserved it? And then he said, he goes, no, he goes, they're going to work you get the most out of you. And if you don't ask for it, even though you know how to do more, you're not going to get it. And I was like, Oh, okay. So now I'm like 16 and I'm like, you know what? I need some more gas money. I like working. I like putting in the the hours. So I went and talked to the manager. I was like, hey, you know, I don't want to bother you. But I was just wondering, is it possible that I could get a raise? And 
he was like, well, he was like, let me let me take a look at the budget. Let me take a look and see what we got going on. He goes, you do know how to do multiple things, and and I'll think about it. And so I got my next check, and he gave me like a 10 to 20 cent raise. And I was like, yeah, awesome. You know, I got a little bit more money. So some time goes by, and I'm working the registers, and I'm cleaning the floors, and I'm you know bagging the food up for people. And then it dawned on me. I was like, you know what? I don't know how to do the drive-thru. Maybe I should jump in on the drive-thru and learn how to do it because that's kind of like the busiest at all times. You're constantly busy. And they were very picky about, you know, who could get on the headset and press the microphone and take the button and you press the buttons. And then if you had to do both at the same time. And so I learned how to do that. And then I talked to the manager. I was like, hey, I was like, just so you know, I'm trained on this. And, you know, I'd like to do that, too. And then same same thing. He was like, well, let me test you out. Let me see how you how you do with it. So he would go through it. And he tested. He's like, okay, yep. Now you can do that too. A couple of weeks go by. I looked at my paycheck and I noticed I, ain't got, I didn't get a pay raise. And so it's like, hey, um, just out of curiosity, now that I know how to do more things, is it possible that I could get a pay raise? And he was like, no. He goes, because it's basically the same thing um, that you know how to do already. He was like, so you're not going to get a pay raise for that. And I was like, okay. So then Walt from the back overheard the conversation. He came up front and he was like, Hey, look, he was like, that's awesome that you asked. He goes, but why don't you come back here when it's not busy and I'll teach you how to clean all the machines. I'll teach you how to, you know, make all the food and prepare the food and get everything ready and stock the fridges and the freezers and do everything that we do back here. So now you know how to do the front half of the store. You can learn how to do the back half of the store. I was like, hey, yeah, that sounds like good. So a couple of weeks go by and it was a little bit more involved, actually a lot more involved than I thought I would be. And, you know, I learned up how to do it in the back. And then the manager saw me doing it. And he was like, hey, he goes, you know, why are you trying to learn all this stuff? And I told him and I was like, well, I said, one, I generally would like to know. And so I was like, you know, I, I would generally like to know on how to do it. And then two, if you have a gap somewhere and someone calls out and I'm on shift, then I could just cover down on this too. You know, it makes me more versatile. And he agreed and he goes, okay, well, don't neglect your other duties while you're trying to learn how to do this. I said, no problem. I got it. And a couple of weeks go by and then he started putting me on the schedule to work in the back. And he said, Hey, if it gets super busy, and we're caught up in the back, I want you to jump up in the front and work on the registers. And if we're, you know, need the dining room cleaned up, I need you to hop on that too. I was like, okay, no problem. Got it. Then I checked uh, my pay stub the next time I got it. Cause we actually actually got paid in checks back then. And, uh, and he gave me a pretty significant raise and I was like, well, that's awesome. And so I started putting in the hours and I liked to work so much that I would actually look at the schedule and I would listen to other coworkers complaining about having to work a Friday or a Saturday. And I would say, Hey, well, I'll take your hours. I'll take your shift if I wasn't working. And if I didn't have enough hours that I wanted for that day and somebody else was like, let's say like working six hours or four hours, 
I would pick up their shift and work like a, you know, eight to eight to 12 hour shift. So I can make more money because, you know, I was enjoying it. And then come to find out, you know, after working there for a couple of years, I started looking at my managers and I was thinking, you know, I could count out a register. I could run daily reports. You know, I know how to do, you know, all the positions in the store. Why can't I try to be a shift leader or why can't I try to be a nighttime manager? I work every night anyway. So then I started talking to the general manager and, and the boss. I was like, hey, I said, what about me being trained to be a general manager? And so that way, if you have a manager who calls out sick or somebody's not there, I can fill in for them. And you won't have to worry about hiring another manager or telling that person they can't do anything. So, you know, like it could be a good fit and you don't have to pay me managers pay yet. He started laughing. He goes, yet. I was like, yeah, you know, eventually I would like to get paid for it. But while you're training me for it, no big deal. Come to find out he, um, he trained me up and I loved it. I enjoyed counting the registers, running the reports, getting everything ready and looking for ways to improve efficiencies in the restaurant when I was doing my shift on how to make things better and more efficient, as well as, um, you know, providing the best quality service that we could. And so things were going pretty well. So I thought, and then come to find out, he was like, Hey, he goes, we're going to make you a nighttime closing manager. And I was 18 getting ready to be 19. I was like, Oh, this is awesome. Yeah, I'll do it. Why not? I work every night anyway. And so, um, I became a nighttime closing shift manager by the time I was like 19 years old. And then when I would come home in the summers, I would ask him like, Hey, you know, can I work 12 hour shifts every day? Can I, you know, work these shifts to, you know, to earn more money for college? Because during the year of the school, yeah, I just couldn't work so much. Uh, even though, you know, I had, to, I was working other places. I just couldn't work at this one location. And so from this, from this little incident in the story, you know, I'm reminded of three principles that can be found throughout it that I took everywhere else I went. And the first principle is don't wait for someone to take care of you. You have to take the initiative to take care of yourself. So what does that mean? That means if you're waiting on other people to do something, if someone tells you, yeah, when you meet these criteria, I'm going to take care of you. Chances are it's not going to happen in the time frame that you needed to. It's going to happen in the time frame that's more convenient for them. And that's not going to be good for you. So, you know, take the time to take care of yourself and learn yourself and learn the skills that you need to, to get better and take that initiative. Don't wait. Just do it. Ask a peer, ask a manager, do the study on your own, take a course on your own time, Google, read, watch YouTube videos. I mean, there's so much information out there now that you can do that you don't have to wait for other people. The second skill, the second principle is skills and knowledge. Increase your competency and that increases money and a work labor force, right? 
So the more you learn on how to do things and the more that you increase your skills and you get better at your skills and the more you know about your job and, and the organization that you work for and how it runs, the more competent you're going to be. And that inherently will lead to a recognition in your talent, which then, you know, leads to a recognition of a pay increase at some point in time. And I'm not saying that it's going to happen to everybody, but if you put in the work and you show the initiative and you do do good quality work, people will notice. And having worked in that food industry for six years as a young adult, while I was you know going to college, trying to figure out who I am, what career field I wanted to get into, um, you know, for that, that alone, I've noticed that so many people take certain jobs just because it's a paycheck. It's not a career. It's not something they enjoy doing. It's just something that can give them cash in their pocket so they can pay a bill. So they can take care of their family. And so if you take that job and you show the initiative, then you're going to be better at it. It's just inherent on, on how things work, especially uh, in those types of organizations. So skills and knowledge increase competency and lead to an increase in cash flow. The last uh, principle is that it's easier to ask forgiveness than it is to ask for permission. And I've taken this in my career and I've applied all three of these principles at any level, no matter what, whether it was an entry level position into management or a um, mid-level position in management. And as I get into more senior levels into leadership and management, I still don't forget where I came from standing 12 hours in a restaurant, uh, you know, cooking food, cleaning, you know, adhering to customers' needs and still finding ways to show initiative, increase my skills and competency. And you can do that no matter where you're at, no matter what position you're in. And with it's easier to ask for permission is I never asked. I mean, it's easier to ask for forgiveness than is permission. Just want to make sure I say that right. It's easier to ask for forgiveness than is permission. Because if I was to ask a manager, hey, can I train on the register with this person? They probably said no because they didn't think that I could do it. Right? Because I was new. They're like, well, you're not on the same timeline as everybody else. But I just did it. And he found out about it. And he was like, well, you're not authorized to do that. And I said, well, I did it anyway. And I'm trained now. And I can fit a need that you have. Well, then you just take away every argument they have. He still got mad that I did it anyway without his permission. But then I just said, well, my bad. I'm sorry. I was like, but you want to test me out on it? And there you go. You've increased your skills, your knowledge. And now you're moving up and doing better things because you didn't ask for permission. You just did it. And I'm not saying this applies to everything. You know, you have to use your own judgment. But if it's not illegal or immoral or unethical, then nothing's holding you back but you. Just do it. And if it's good for the organization and you think it's good for the organization, do it. And sometimes we take a risk and it backfires, just like when I was asking a coworker to train me on their register. That coworker took risk in the fact that I could have miscounted money. I could have came up that drawer short and then it would have come out of that person's paycheck and that person took the risk. 
But if you're not willing to take a risk, you're not going to get the reward. So I'm pretty sure you've heard, you know, high risk equals high reward, low risk equals low reward. I'm going to tell you any risk that you take could backfire and it has a consequence. But if you don't take that risk, you will never achieve the reward. It will never happen because you don't ever take the risk. You play it safe. You're always going to be on the sideline looking at other people going, man, how did they do that? How did this happen? How did they get ahead? When in reality, you only have to look at yourself in the mirror and go, yeah, I'm the reason why that didn't happen. And you'll be all right. You'll figure it out. So just wanted to, to share this little bit. Um, you know, why we went live today. And if you enjoyed this tea time, uh, please, you know, subscribe to the channel and, and look at some of the other uh, topics that we have. A lot of them are good topics about just general leadership principles. So I want to thank you guys for taking this, you know, brief time to come out and check out the show and look forward to having another tea time with you. I'm Tim Staten, stating the obvious.